1: You got that rocker MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Jeanetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Hey, yo. There's no, there's no, no. Chest no still has. take what's mine hand. just too proud. Hey, hey, yo. No, no. Chest still has. And take what's mine
2: hand. Hand. just too Take was minded, just too frail. Hey yo, what's just too frail. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper.
1: When it's out, you throw your cash at it. what about on rat at it from the hash and grass addict. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package You pay holes in the drummer, I easy,
0: ladies and gentlemen to the WWE Rundown. We're back. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me this week, John is here. John, welcome.
2: How's it going? Fuck Mickey James.
0: (laughs) Good way to start. Uh, Yeah. Um, Also, joining us, Sal is here. How's it going, Sal?
1: What's up, Rundown? Oh! sorry
0: sorry <laughs> nice uh, Ginger is has disappeared uh, we don't know where he went uh, to be and
1: fair, he was standing next to a white wall
0: that's true uh, and and Jason uh, is uh, still trying to get some semblance of normalcy in his life so uh, we're giving him the night off again uh, we hope to have him back on Thursday for the NXT rundown so um, obviously, we did not record last week. Um different things came up. Um actually was this two weeks in a row now that we haven't done one? Or did we do one in between there?
1: I don't know if no, I doesn't matter. We were yeah. there the week before. Okay, that's what, Okay, yeah.
0: Um yeah, the you know, sometimes these things, kind of things happen. Um it's it's sometimes difficult to get us all together, obviously. I mean you look at look at today, there's there's three of us here. Um last week it was me and that was it so i (laughs) i was kind of the mind i'm just like ah no you know like when i do solo episodes i have something like to talk about i now that we've gone to a more loose format i don't have like notes (laughs) that i've taken you know so i i would have just been rambling and it just wouldn't have worked out very well so
2: I had a lot of things to say last week that I ended up not being able to say about Nikki Cross and why her promos weren't working, but it wasn't as much of an issue for me this week, so just just imagine what those takes might have been. There you go. <laughs> they would We're, have been really
1: fucking scorching
2: hot takes. Yeah, works for me.
1: Um, so,
0: um, because we want to keep things a little bit uh, more light before we get into the news, um, Let's kind of talk about some things going on. Um, so, for me, I get—I think the the biggest thing going on in my life is uh, my wife decided to get an air fryer. Uh, we're very—we're—we're oh. we're a little late to the game. I know that everyone started getting them a while ago. Um, but yeah, we uh, wound up getting one. So this past weekend, i, I tried tried that bad bitch out. Uh, I made some uh, empanadas. Oh, nice. uh, which were good. I I I. It's the first time I've actually made empanadas, um, but uh, they worked out really well in the air fryer. Uh, then I had a, a nice um marinated chicken and broccoli that I made in there, which worked out really nice too. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, it was good, yeah. Um, and then uh, tonight I had uh, I had some French fries in it. So, <laughs> I don't I don't have an oil fryer, so uh, normally I just bake them, but uh, yeah, it worked out really
1: nice. So. I was gonna say it's what I do too. Is, you know, we just stick them in the oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, yeah, man, that's fuck like you live in the luxury life I
0: and mean, everything. <laughs> oh shit, man. I was, it was, it was one of those things where it was kind of on my mind of like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll ask for, for like Christmas this year or something like that. And then she was just like here, uh, cause she, her insurance, um, has a thing where it's like, um, if, if they do certain things, then they get like points that they can put towards like gift cards and shit like that. She's like, I got I got a hundred dollar gift card from Amazon. She's like, I want this. And it was an air fryer. And I was like, sold. <laughs> it's like you ain't yeah. gonna tell me i got I'll order that shit. So yeah, yeah, we worked out pretty nice. So um otherwise, you know, um I had some issues on the internet um recently. <laughs> so um yeah, so I, I sort of honed my sights in on Dave Bickenspan, uh, who is a garbage human being. And uh, proceeded to uh, to call him out on his bullshit on on Reddit, uh, and then got banned from Squared Circle's Reddit for three days. Uh, so I was like, "Well, that's interesting." Uh, apparently, for in- inciting emotional uh, outbursts, or and it's like, I'm I'm commenting on a post where a guy is talking. About, it was just ridiculous. Like, it, it was he was clearly doing that about. But then Jay's reminded me, like he's probably a moderator on that, so he probably just banned you because he didn't agree, didn't like that you called him out on it. Uh, yeah. so then uh there is a uh, a Reddit um called SC Jerk, which is like everyone that is annoyed with all of the like jerking themselves off of AEW that goes on over a squared circle, goes to SC Jerk and does fucking shit posts and stuff like that, and and calls out like the hypocrisy and stuff like that. So I went over there and I shared my experience of getting banned. And I had a good like eighty upvotes on it, a bunch of comments on stuff like that. Got banned for 60 days for that.
1: And Real, I was like Jesus.
0: I was like, you banned me for for two months for getting a post? Like they didn't remove the post. It's still there. You can still go there and see the post that I made.
1: It's still there. The reason they banned you.
0: So I messaged them. I was like, I'm like, I was like, what's, uh, what's going on? why did I get banned? I got muted by them. So I can't even message them anymore. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I, I'm assuming somebody is a big, big Dave Bickenspan fan over there too, or it's him himself. And, uh, and I got banned over there too. So, uh, it pretty much sent me down this path of like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done interacting with wrestling fans for a little bit. Now, that's not counting our wrestling fans because our fans you know we we have a group that knows our humor knows our you know they may not always agree with the things that we say but i don't feel like any of our fans are those fans you know right um so i think i'm done in, interacting with those fans um the the whole idea that reddit even has like a downvote button and it's like you're you're downvoting people's opinions seems crazy as it is you know um uh, for instance like for me to sit there and be like and i saw it a lot um for like the chris jericho death match bullshit for me to even turn around and be like like yeah this isn't for me 80 downvotes and it's like okay like what happens you know and you're like you're, you're downvoting because i didn't like a match but it's like it's 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 kind of an asinine concept to begin with you know Like, I understand doing like a like, you know, Facebook has a like button. They don't have a dislike button for a reason because people will be assholes about it, you know, but yeah. And that's that's the other thing, too, is, you know, we I I know that we've sort of gotten into um, this time where everyone has an opinion and they have not they now have platforms to express every opinion that comes into their head, which is is fine. It, it, there are, people are free to do that. It's 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 freedom of expression. You know, like go ahead and do whatever you want to like that. The problem is is when they sit there and think that their opinions are the right opinions and your opinions are the wrong opinions. That's where isn't we get that into what an that issue. Whole, uh
1: isn't that what the whole lecture was about?
0: <laughs> yes. And that, and I think that's the issue. I think a lot of that a lot of what happened there emboldened people to be like, I'm just gonna reject facts at this point. And what I think is true, and if you don't think the same thing, you're wrong, and that's where we get where we get into issues.
1: Speaking of which, yeah. Um, first of all, I have to say that when you first <laughs> texted about David Bixenspan, I read it too quick and I thought you were talking about Mike Quackenbush, and I <laughs> wrote, the guy who owns Shikara? Why does he have an issue with them? <laughs> And then I realized now oh, those are two different people. So yeah. that's how much David Bixon's fan matters.
0: You're getting a lot of it now. I mean there's there's there are a lot of different people on on Twitter and you know things like that now who have sort of dug themselves into this little corner of the internet where they're complete greaseballs about it. And like Dave Bickenspan, Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, uh, Sean Ross Sapp is starting to get in there. Denise Salcedo is starting to get into it. Um, the voices of wrestling is one of the worst where like I was somebody that I've, I've been a big fan of conspiracy theories for a long time, but I understand that most of them are bullshit. (laughs) I understand that most of them are not true. All of a sudden, like, Everyone can just come up with these conspiracy theories that, and and even though there's mountains of evidence against it, it's just like, nope, they can't be told otherwise. And it's like, okay, that's when it becomes a problem, when you when you cannot be like, totally you presented with a fucking like, if if somebody says frying pans don't exist and you hit him in the face with a frying pan, they go, nope, you didn't hit me with anything. That's what this is like, where it's like they, it doesn't matter the evidence in front of them, they just, nope, I reject it.
1: Okay, so I gotta i I do gotta point point out a couple things though. Um, for some reason you You're have you have always felt a need to interact with these fans. And I don't I, know I, why. I, I like talking wrestling with you guys, and that's about it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that
1: that's where I am as well. Yeah. So like, I don't give a sh- I don't get into it with these fans because it's you. you Dude, you said this a few years ago too, and you were right spot on then. Uh, remember when you got attacked by the Bella Army? Yeah, <laughs> and you were like very rational people, and they don't listen to facts. Mm-hmm. So that's what people on the internet are. Yeah. I don't fuck with
0: them. And, <laughs> and and honestly, it's it's that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get more to your side of things because I've I, in the past I've liked interacting with people on on Twitter and in and on Red and stuff like that. But it's gotten so bad now where it's like if if I if you say anything that's even remotely anti AEW, you get attacked by their fans. And it it obviously it causes a lot of the casual fans to be like, I don't want to fucking get into this. It's not worth it because I have to deal with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's one of those situations where you know WWE has those casual fans. And and that's why they they do as well as they do, you know, and be, but it's like the AW, it's it's become this thing where everyone gatekeeps it now, you know, where it's like, like, oh, if, if I say, oh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Darby Allen. All of a sudden it's like, well, you're not one of us. Yep. You're not you're not a fan. And if you don't like him, like he's the because greatest.
1: First of all, it's become a hive mentality. Mm-hmm. Where now, everybody in that little group feels the same way. So they're all just going to attack somebody who doesn't. Yeah. And then the second thing is this has been going on for decades of wrestling fans. But the difference is there was no platform 20 years ago, 30, <laughs> 30 years ago. Now, right. ever since fucking Twitter, because and we saw this even before EW was born. Oh, the wrestling in Japan is so much better. Uh, WWE sucks. Like, OK, how do you even know what's going on? In WWE if you're watching New Japan. Like, go watch New Japan then and fuck off and get off my goddamn message board. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing too. I like I said, I called out a guy a couple weeks ago on doing a like this is the first time I've watched AEW and be and like pretending that he didn't know the young bucks' names. And it was like so I'm reading it along and I'm like, I was like, I can already tell that this person clearly watches it. Like, he has too much knowledge of it and, like, the way it's being worded and stuff like that. So I went back in his history because that's out there. And it was like, oh, look at this. Two weeks ago, he was talking about the AEW women's division. So I fucking called him on and he's was just like, well, I, I, like, I don't, I don't watch the, this. this is the first time I've watched a full episode, but I've, I've watched, like, the clips and stuff. And it's like, if you watch the clips, you know who the fuck Matt and Nick Jackson are.
2: <laughs> also, also, if he saw the clips, why Mm -hmm. is he talking about the women's division? Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, um, we've got, uh, that sort of reminds me of like my, like vague experience with like, the most experience I've had with AEW fans is like, I'm in a discord of wrestling fans in a nerdy community that I'm in. And they're basically all like hardcore AEW fans at this point, for whatever reason, uh, and uh, my recollection is, like, we were, I think we were on, like, Discord watching, like, just random shit. And I I mentioned that I didn't like Orange Cassidy. And the response was like, oh, that's right. You don't like fun. And I'm like, yeah, that's <sighs> definitely it.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, dude, I just, I'll tell you this. Even when I go to wrestling shows, and you know, obviously it's less often now but like just local indie shows, right? I purposely avoid talking about WWE or AEW with, with people I meet there because I'm like, nope, nope, because I already know where that conversation is going to go and I don't want to fucking hear it. I just want to have a good time at this, at you know, APW or, or Chaotic or whatever. Like, I purposely avoid talking to wrestling fans about wrestling. That's how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes I sometimes I forget when I I step outside uh, it, like I'm wearing a Bray Wyatt shirt right now like sometimes I forget that I'm if I'm wearing my wrestling shirt, some of that and then all of a sudden somebody will like make that face at me and I'm just like oh please don't be one of those people
1: <laughs> yeah there's a it's cool yeah. when they're cool people but it's uh, obnoxious when they're like those people
0: yeah yeah and you know it's like I I do have I have one. Aew shirt and it's my Brody Lee shirt that uh, that Lisa gave me, um, and so with that sometimes I'm a little fearful walking outside because it's like, am I gonna get attacked? <laughs> you know, are they gonna come to me? But like, name every single match that he had and uh, and and what what Belcher's five star or ratings were for each one of them. Like you know, it's those kind of things. It's it's those it's, they become those those like uh, stereotypical like comic book nerds that you would yep. see in tv and stuff like that which look i love comic books i'm a comic book nerd i'm not one of those people you know but they but the aw fans are have sort of become that where it's like they'll come up to you and be like if like the, those people that walk up to uh women that are wearing like band t-shirts and be like name five of their songs and you're just like fuck you
1: <laughs> you know oh you mean rush fans <laughs> yes. Uh, yes you shouldn't
0: okay. be wearing that shirt if you don't know which which uh uh, the number of uh, of picks that that uh, Getty used in on uh, in the tour of 97 like that kind of bullshit you are just like fuck off dude you know
1: every time i think of of arguing with a fan on the internet or even you know in person mm-hmm. all i can think of is the comic book guy from the simpsons yeah that's exactly what they are like they're mm-hmm. condescending they yeah. they think they know everything they think they're more of a fan than you and like they, they're just
2: awful people. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? They might be knowledgeable too. I'm good, though. I'd rather just not.
0: <laughs> That's the thing is, like, you can be a fan of something without ne- knowing every single thing about it. You know, I, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, I once, sure. t- I once had, um. Somebody asked me to, to name six players on the Bucks because I was walking around in a bucks shirt. I was like, first of all, I can name you all 15 players on the Bucks. Don't even fucking tell no. me. But second, like, fuck you for trying to gatekeep a fucking sports team, you know?
1: Yeah, you're not allowed to do that, Like, especially with sports. Every year, no matter what sport it is, as soon as the playoffs come around, there's more fans of the teams that make the playoffs. Like, they just come out of the woodwork, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. And that's acceptable. Like, everybody knows, like, okay, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, my fucking uncle who never watches football is going to start wearing his sombre jersey. I get it. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you can't gatekeep sports. That's – come on. Yeah. <laughs> so we've People got – People were trying to do that around here with the Red Sox a few years ago. <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a section of fans called the Pink Hatters, right? Oh. Uh, and it was a bunch of, like – you know, mid-twenties to early thirties bougie chicks that would, like, come to Red Sox games and, like, not know a goddamn thing about the team and just be like, um, oh, I'm a Red Sox fan! Yay, Johnny Damon! And it's... People were like, oh, they shouldn't be allowed to buy tickets, and I'm like, okay. That's a little bit extreme. Like... You can't gatekeep a fucking a, a city's pro sports team. Yeah, but you get, the, get those like, people.
2: I feel like the people who are running the business are probably happy that they're there. Like, Yeah, fuck. You know, they're spending money. I, so. I've been to a lot of baseball games, and I would say that probably a third of the audience doesn't give a shit. They're just there to drink and, you know, mm-hmm. sort of get the experience and. The outcome is relatively inconsequential to them. Yeah, although that might be a Colorado thing. But I was gonna say, have you been to
1: a lot of games at Coors Field? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it literally it, the the place is named after an alcohol.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's also it's also always interesting uh, going there and like the uh, the split of Cubs fans to Rockies fan because I usually go for the Cubs games. Uh, not this year, uh, but generally speaking and, uh, yeah, yeah. Not as pro Rocky as you would expect. Hmm. Apparently, apparently a lot of Rockies fans were Cubs fans before the Rockies existed for the same reason that I'm a Cubs fan, because it was easy to watch the Cubs when you don't live in a baseball market and they were on WGN all the time. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I actually—that's how I watched a few Cubs games back when I was a kid because they were on WGN.
0: It's—it's uh, it's sort of why, um, obviously, Wisconsin still doesn't have a hockey team, but it's sort of why the Blackhawks are big up here, because if if people around here like hockey, they probably have most likely seen a lot of fucking Chicago Blackhawks games. You mm-hmm. know, I—I was—I—I I, kind of follow them. They're not one of my favorite teams, but I have been to a game. Uh, for the Blackhawks game down in the the arena down there, um, but yeah, same kind of thing. It's just yeah, like I said, just it was on TV, and you're like, oh, I ain't got no fucking team to root for, so <laughs> you know, and the Broncos don't play for a while, so. <laughs> 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 um. All right. Anyone else have any uh any things going on in their life that they want to talk about before we get into the news? Nah.
2: Uh, you you oh, witnessed the most interesting thing that's happened to me lately, uh, Troy, which was uh trying to figure out who the fuck this uh triple A team of the <laughs> Cubs are fielding is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had uh obviously this isn't a sports podcast, but with a lot of sports shit going on. Um we had the MLB trade deadline, um, which uh um, as a lot of people know, I'm a Brewers fan, John is a Cubs fan, and, and Sal is a Red Sox fan. Um one of our teams did some buying. <laughs> <laughs> The other two teams,
2: eh, not so much. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Cubs got fucking gutted. <laughs> yes,
0: they did. Uh, including Chris Bryant, who I thought would have would have retired with them, honestly. Um, which I was kind of sad by, honestly. Like, I uh, kind of like the fact I don't have to play him anymore, but, <laughs> you know. He,
2: he seemed happier going to San Francisco than Rizzo, Rizzo did going to New York, so... That I can That's understand true. because
0: fuck New York, suck my dick. Um, but yeah, uh, then obviously we we had the start of NBA free agency, which um, let me tell you something: NBA, the way that they structure their shit annoys the piss out of me. It annoys really? me. It annoys me that the trades in the draft aren't instantaneous. So you have a bunch of weird things like Carmelo Anthony holding up fucking another team's jersey, even though he already knows he's never playing for that team. You know, you have yeah. it where it's like you have to have to almost have a fucking uh like a, uh Wikipedia open on your phone while you're watching the draft just to know where that player is actually going to. You know, where it's like, sure. oh, Isaiah Todd is going, you know, is drafted by the Bucs. It's like, nah, eh, no, he's not. No, he's not like he's never going to play there like he he's already been traded twice since this happened you know that's the kind of thing i between that and the fact that, like uh, the trades too outside of the draft picks just like the trades and and even where it's like oh well we have to wait until this day for it to become official and oh free agency doesn't start until till the the, the third but you know what you you you've got a little time as you guys kind of all talk about things and it's fine so it's like yeah as soon as the fucking free agency opens here's 52 fucking team players signed to teams you're just like oh so they all got done in the last 20 seconds huh that was, that's really good fucking negotiating skills that's that's what just annoys me you know just make it like cause in the NFL when you're watching the draft when somebody gets tra- you know when a pick gets traded you know who that, who that place this person is playing for you don't have fucking Eli Manning sitting up there with the fucking Chargers jersey in front of him when you're just like he already got traded you know
1: didn't they do that to Kobe didn't he get drafted by the Hornets, and there's actually a picture of him holding up a Hornets jersey. <laughs> That's what I'm like talking on a, about. On like, on, like, an NBA basketball, like, tops card or something, and it's, like, worth some money, because...
0: Yep. Yep, they already have... Yep, they have that. That's what I'm saying, is, like, he's up there in a fucking Hornets jersey, he's up there in a Hornets hat, and you're just like, we already know he's never playing for that team. <laughs> like, why go through all of that, that bullshit of, like... You know, why not just make it where it's instantaneous? Why does it have to be, oh, it's it's only, uh, it's only after the draft that it becomes, it's only two days after the draft it becomes official. It's like, it's so stupid. I don't know, that's just me.
1: Yeah, and the tampering rules are kind of a joke. Like, you, yeah. let's yeah. be honest, yeah. I mean, it happens in baseball, too, but the tampering is, like, so unbelievably, like, why do you even have the rules? Everybody's right. tampering. Everybody's fucking tampering. That's why deals get signed in twenty seconds after the deadline starts.
0: Well, you also have a legal tampering, which is like that's an oxymoron, first of all. <laughs> you know? Hundred yeah, percent true. It's like just just make it so it's like all right, free like this is the time that now you can I, I get it, they want the fucking headlines. Like that day is huge for them, you know. The NBA is like they they just got done with the season and it's like they just got the like they, they go really quick succession and then you don't hear about anything for a couple of months and then the season's back you know whereas like NFL does a thing where it's like the season's over you don't hear for a little bit then free agency you don't hear for a little bit then the draft and you over then the season starts it's like you know they, they space a little bit more where NBA is just like no 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 we're just gonna fucking backload everything into the back of the last season and then we're gonna take a couple breaks and then we're gonna be back into it again <laughs>
1: One thing though about the NBA and I will give them credit. As of right now, I feel like they're the sport that has the fairest trades because in baseball, you'll see all stars moved and the other team will get uh cash, mm-hmm. prospects and like literally nothing for like a a guy who hits
2: like like Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I all- mean, it's nothing now but like in in a couple of years, like they're they're basically yeah making like because baseball has such a deep like minor league system you Mm -hmm. can make those moves for the future a lot more easily than you can in other sports oh sure and and there's that's why they
1: have a ton of scouts and that's why some people's farm systems are really good and they have you know superstars just coming coming out of there but as a fan it's it's more fun to see like all-star players switch teams yeah or you know really good, solid, like, defensive players come over. Um, the NFL is a joke for trades, too. They'll be like, uh, we'll give you fucking, uh, you know, this awesome elite cornerback for, like, a six-round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, NFL does their their money in free agency. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the, the tr- you really don't get a lot of trades. Obviously, NBA is big on the trades, because, including mid-season ones, MLB, too big on the trades um but yeah like, like i said before with uh, with drafts too like mlb draft and the nhl draft you're just like i don't fucking care i'm not going to hear about these guys for three years you know <laughs> whereas like you're sitting there and you're like oh kid cunningham's coming out there and he's gonna fucking start the first game of the season it's like as a rookie you're like yeah awesome i gotta watch that guy get drafted a couple months later he's starting you know yeah you don't get that in, in the other sports like nfl obviously is a like impact right away too Anyways, speaking of sports,
1: that's a segue. W um, <laughs> was gonna say speaking of Impact, but <laughs> I
2: also thought you were gonna say that. I was like, "Are we gonna fucking talk about Impact?"
1: No. Uh,
0: TMZ, <laughs> TMZ Sports um, has begun to have uh, AEW's Max Caster as a weekly freestyle rap segment on their YouTube channel. Um, Have you watched any of these, Sal?
1: No.
0: Okay. Now, Um, I
1: I have read transcripts from them. Okay. But I have not wasted my time watching them. All
0: right. So this is going to be, I guess, a two-part news story. But uh, it sort of goes to the double standard that we have in terms of WWE and AEW. Um, Now. We sort of, uh, John, you sort of alluded to it. Um, Charlotte Flair had a promo on Monday. Um, she came out and she started talking about um, uh, Samoan Biles. In okay, case so you, you live on Iraq and don't, uh, if you live in America and live on Iraq and don't know, or if you're from another country, uh, Simone Biles is um, a, an Olympian. And she is probably one of the best. Uh, gymnasts in the world and she has been going through uh, some rough times uh, her aunt died most just recently um, and there's been a lot of hate towards her uh, and a lot of pressure on her and she turned around and said you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna withdraw from the Olympics in the middle of it because uh, my mental health is not where it needs to be well
1: um, um- Uh, not to not to cut you off but there is actually and i because i read about this in in detail Mm -hmm. there was a specific thing that that caused her to do that um i i guess on one of the pre-trials you know like the first couple days of the olympics she did one of those like twisting multiple rotation flips in the air Mm -hmm. and she lost herself while she was mid-jump yes and like a lot of pro gymnasts, they call the twisties apparently yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it it that's what was like the moment because she fucking didn't know where she wasn't thought she was going to land on her neck and so after that she was wicked shook so on top of all the pressure going into the olympics you know that happens and yeah i don't blame her for withdrawing at that point
0: yeah so the other um aspect of that is that Um, leading up into this, there was a a move that she was performing um, that apparently most of the women do not do, or like all of the women don't do. Um, And, but, and only some of the men do it because it's very um, tactical and hard. And she did it and did it, really good, but the judges turned around and, and gave her, like, a lower score for it, even though it was performed perfectly because they were afraid that if they give gave her a higher score that other people would try to do that to beat her, and they would lead to a bunch of injuries, which is not fair at all, which, no, is, again, is another thing where it's just like, fucking really, dude? <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, so she's obviously been in, in, in the news really big, so charlotte flair who is a heel remember that again we talk about this ad nauseum like heels are not supposed to be loved like a a true heel goes up there and says some shit that you don't like okay she goes out there and first of all did a great job of, of shutting down the becky lynch chats which was great uh, they were all chanting, we want Becky. And she turned around and of course she's like, she's not here, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she's kind of rambled a little bit about it, but essentially it, uh, she made a crack of it being like, she's going to have a mental breakdown like Simone Biles.
1: Okay.
0: Mhm. Go ahead. Okay. And the internet attacked her for it. Which, again, like I said, to me, I, I heard that shit, and I was just like, I'm like, first of all, if you got any idea of what the fuck she was even trying to say out of that, because she got so distracted pulling <laughs> shit out of the ring, I was like, because she kept sobbing being like, I'm going somewhere with this. It's like, okay, then get there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, don't say you're going somewhere. it, it, makes it more
0: awkward. It was It was weird, because she was doing really good. Uh, then she had she was like oh that's right I have to pull things out from under the ring and it like completely stumbled her up. Um, but uh, yeah, like people were like oh my god she 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 mentioned she she made it seem like someone else had a nervous breakdown and stuff like that and it's just like okay yeah like did she have a nervous breakdown? No, she had mental health issues but part of it was that you know but again it was like I was like that's not that's not that that bad it's up to even say she didn't say she didn't say like oh they're gonna quit like her nothing nothing that bad you know but she got attacked for it online
1: while <laughs> now now let me because i yes. didn't you know you know i don't particularly seek out what these trolls are saying online but i have to ask you were the people who were upset more attacking the wwe or were they more attacking charlotte personally
0: let me tell you i will give you a couple of examples
1: and the reason I asked that is because that line was written for her. She didn't come up with that off the top of her head. Mm-hmm. She was reciting a promo somebody handed her. You know what yeah. I mean? So let's yeah. be honest. This is not something Charlotte did. Like, but I I'll admit when I watched the segment, I was kind of like, oh, why well, you gotta try to be topical? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't mad at it, but I was just like eye roll
2: My thought on shit like that is it's the same way I feel when people run down the city. It's just lazy. like
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Like you want me to dislike you be better. Like, at it, like I I'm I'm not the sort of person who's like gonna sort of like grab at that kind of shit because it doesn't like it's just you trying to get a reaction and not like playing into a character or a story to do it. It's just sort of like it's like a cheat code, and I don't I don't feel like that should be rewarded, regardless of you know. Yeah.
1: And and that's what I'm saying. If the hate is directed at WWE for being lazy and in not creative and insensitive, well deserved. Because.
0: Well here you go. Off your show. Uh, you know what I mean. Poor taste by Charlotte Flair trying to use Simone Biles for cheap heat. Um, basically using the Simone Biles situation as a punchline was petty, classless. Charlotte Flair. Um I get Charlotte plays a heel in wrestling, but poking fun at somebody with a real life mental health issues like Simone Biles crosses the line. You get that she plays a heel, but you don't like that she poked fun of somebody.
1: Um in this uh, day and age, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to talk about anybody in any sort of way, because if you are, you're you're uh doing you know, you're insensitive. More on that in a second. Um <laughs>
0: Let me see here. Uh, David um said... Where is it? Um, he's a fucking idiot too, but hold on a second. Um, where the fuck does he talk about it now? He's got a whole thing where he's just like... Uh, wrestling is not... Uh, not in a position where they, they should be able to. Oh yeah, wrestling doesn't present itself as real enough or fake enough to handle any actual serious issues. That's why everyone has always hated every miscarriage angle. This isn't that complicated. First of all, those are two different things. Those are wildly different ends of the spectrum.
1: <laughs> I, I, I will say that those are not the same thing. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's situations like that. It's just like it's not real. Like, okay, well, that's a, it's just a dumb take. Again. Um, and he said, it's, "She's a heel. That's what heels do." No, they don't. And then he would—he kept repeating his exact same. Anytime somebody like mentioned something against him, he just kept repeating his same exact tweet that he put out, which is like that's not making—that's not arguing your point. That's just being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so of course, like I said, a lot of that. So here, I have two different clips for you. Okay. Now you may be questioning. You, you mean to tell me that Max Caster has twice made a reference to Simone Biles? Yes, he has. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to play for you. Uh, this is first. This is Max Caster's weekly wrap segment on TMZ Sports. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't know. It's two minutes. It's like too long.
0: Okay. Well, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's not exactly two minutes because the douche come is coming at the end and remind everyone that he works for AEW, but we'll skip that. So anyways, uh, it's going to start with some assholes and then it's going to get into Max.
2: Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Lucas in the house. To I'll move that uh, Bachelorette right there? It, it is, but it is also Platinum Max Monday. Our man AEW superstar Max Caster is going to, uh, to to lay a little track down with all the latest and greatest pop culture stories in the world. Forget me talking about it. Let's just hear from Max.
0: Was that not the whitest intro ever? Max, yeah. Max is going to lay some tracks down for us.
1: All right, anyways. <laughs> CMC Sports, what up? You know me. Platinum Max, Wrestle Rap, you know there could be no other every time making headlines like a pizza cutter. Live on Dynamite, that dude was cutting Jericho right into that Domino's ad. That's hysterical. My mind's twisted like some Biles bows going wild. Platinum Max, go to child, you know I could hold it down. In- Any issue
0: with that line? Uh
1: yeah it's was cheap you cannot do that I mean that's his that's his, that's his, that's his MO Wait, that's what he does in his rap
0: that's his gimmick you mean like being a dick is Charlotte Flair's gimmick is that what you're saying
1: do you hear Troy <laughs> echoing like Gladiator right now uh,
2: oh yes <laughs> but it kind of fed, it fed into the, like the radio hosty thing so I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm <laughs> just like so I was just gonna
0: let it go There you go. Sorry about that. It's because I was sharing my screen with you. It's his gimmick to be a dick and say heelish things. It's Charlotte's gimmick to be a dick and say heelish things. Both of them. Go ahead.
2: My issue with that uh, was more the quality of the rapping. (laughs) That was fucking terrible. Uh,
1: uh, I think it speaks volumes, though, that I'm the guy who covers AEW. I've watched it since the inception. And I've never watched Max Caster on TMZ Sports. I'm sure a lot of people have never watched Max Caster on TMZ Sports. <laughs> but how many people watched Raw? See, that's the difference. And I'm not saying that makes it any better, because I also cringe when Max Caster said what he just said. Mm-hmm. Fucking don't do shit like that. It's cheap. Well, so, so I don't blame Charlotte. But but at the same point in time, the the people on the internet who are coming at Charlotte, yeah, you're right. They're absolutely like... But Max Castro is the greatest thing ever. Like, yeah. dude, you're a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> but wait, there's more. That's right. Second
1: clip. So uh, our, our boy
0: uh, Max was on uh, AW Dark. And he proceeded to have a little rap there, of course, because that's his gimmick. So here we go. side over there there you go
1: and playing listen, playing and they wanna go. the acclaimed kicking ass for miles make you claim mental health like Simone Biles the side gal's gonna pay the cost I'ma treat those bitches like Duke Lacrosse Ugh. in case you like didn't like Sean said it's so <laughs> fucking
0: crazy. In, in case you didn't understand that Claim mental health like Simone Biles, which is like, okay, now you put a qualifier in it that she's claiming, claiming mental health.
1: Yep, I caught that. And then going to do, tr-
0: going to treat those bitches like Duke Lacrosse. Do you happen to know the Duke Lacrosse case that's going on right now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. Nah, not right now. Nah, right, nah.
2: yeah. yeah. Our international
1: yeah, but, might not be aware.
2: Let's just go ahead and say, like, blanket rule, I'm okay saying this. Uh, Lay off the rape jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Funny how the the same. That's coming from us. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Funny how the the same company said that, uh, oh, Sammy Guevara didn't mean that joke that he made. And now here's another joke about raping people. (laughs) Awesome. Great company you guys got there.
2: Just as shitty rapping. Yes. he Look, like I, I didn't realize this guy's gimmick was bad rapping.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like I, I, I covered it a bit in a couple times I've had to deal with Max Caster. He's not that good. He's not... He's not good enough to be on a fucking TMZ YouTube show either, which is like, no. TMZ is not good either. So the fact that he is that bad that he shouldn't even be on that, it's like, come on, dude, really?
1: I was going to say, if you ever watched an episode of TMZ, like on TV, it's trash. It is like the worst trash. Sometimes it's funny because it's trash, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that Max Cash is on there. He's had a couple of lines over the course of I don't know thirty something raps that I thought were kinda decent when he went at other wrestlers, but they were probably written for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice.
0: <sighs> yeah, like I said, man, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna make jokes about shit, at me make them them funny. Like <laughs> first of all, he he used essentially the same joke about the Simone Biles thing on both of those things. And then, like, the... Again, again, I I know, like, Ginger being kind of a white dude and being like, oh, the rapping doesn't even rhyme or stuff like that. But, like, Max Caster's trying to rhyme. And he does, like, such weak rhymes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's also, like, you know, I can appreciate, like, there is a an even though I'm not a rap guy like when I when I see people like with good flow I can appreciate it from a like oh that's impressive technically even though it's not for me
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, this guy got the laziest like i could fucking rap like that
1: he raps like Cena used to back in 04 where it's it's slow it's very cheesy and it's and it's supposed to be like shock jock material yeah
2: Oh, yeah. Sino was pretty homophobic, right? Yes. Oh, 100%.
0: Sino used to carry around packets of Planner's peanuts, so then he could chuck it at people and say, choke on these nuts.
1: Yeah, but not just that. (laughs) Sino would also, like, go at Justin Gabriel for Mm -hmm. no fucking reason and be like, oh, maybe I'll be like Justin Gabriel and hide my lifestyle, or some bullshit line that he said in one of his raps, and I was just like, Did he just attack Justin Gabriel because he thought he might be gay? Like, (laughs) that's some fucked up shit. And this was 2010 when the Nexus came out. It wasn't like 2004. So, these companies, you know, blame the writers. Don't blame Charlotte, first of all. And second of all, yeah, what Charlotte said was not. A third as offensive as what Max Castor <laughs> said, because like Troy said, he's now you're claiming that she's what faking it.
0: Yeah, but that's that's what I took out of out of that's the, the claiming.
1: That's the, yeah, that's the implication. Like that's some bullshit right there. Like who the fuck are you, dude? Like yeah. nobody wrestler in TMZ Sports.
0: Yeah, so when uh um when ginger listens back to this eventually, um, when Jason says that hit row is a gimmick that we haven't seen before, what he means is actual black eye rappers that are good. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's what he means by that because the other rapping gimmicks we've had are our truth, which is not good. Um,
1: (laughs) he actually released an album. A couple of them.
0: I could release an album, too. It doesn't mean it would be good. (laughs)
1: No, no, no. But I think his actual raps, like, on his album, are, like, less PG and and sped up and at a better pace than what he sings to the ring. You
2: know what I mean?
0: Okay. So that
2: means... He doesn't just say what's up 100 times.
0: (laughs) Exactly. What was his rap album under? Was it Ron Killings or was it uh, R-Truth?
1: I think it was Killings.
0: Hold on. Let me check. Uh, Ron Killings.
1: Here we go. Uh, let
0: me see here. Okay, was under K Quick. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story that I I went to a house show and saw him before he debuted and when he was still K Quick? Really? Yeah, I remember that too. I was like I was like this guy's pretty good. Yeah. Then he went on TV. Huh. All right. Here we go. We got uh, set it off by Ron Killings. Um, so I I I don't have a beat and I'm not a good rapper, so I'm just gonna gonna go ahead and I'm just I'm just gonna give gonna say, you
1: don't don't get copyright. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, don't play the clip.
0: I'm not. No, I've never heard this song before, so I don't know how the flow goes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you the lyrics, okay?
1: That's not fair. What do you mean Think it's not fair? List. He could be delivering them like, fucking, uh, like, Twister at a million miles an hour, and you're just gonna, like, read them like a white boy. I am can, gonna like,
0: read them like a, a white boy. boy. It, sucks. You go. It, it I'm gonna show you how much it sucks, alright? Hot damn, what's that? Seems like all I hear now. You, the one that used to hate on me. I don't really want to hear it now. I'll take y'all the praise, though. Don't be caught with your head down. Pressure on me like it's game town. Time. Better man up with, when I touch down. Whole team got a rollie, bust down for the night, cause we light it, yeah. <laughs> is that good? Is that, those are good lines? Did you like those? <laughs> yeah, he's a good rapper, right?
1: I didn't say he was a fucking lyricist. I didn't say he was Nas. I said, he's decent. <laughs> Walking it back a little bit. First of he, all, he's not you, the worst.
0: you said his lines were not as PG. There is nothing in there that was <laughs> not PG. Okay, I'm sorry. I was about to read the next, li- next line. There is an N word in it. I'm not going to say that. So I will give you that. I will give you not, that. <laughs> are you sure he put on an album? There's only like four songs in this. Um,
2: Maybe it's an EP.
0: There you
1: go. I'd be like. His album was much better than what he has ever <laughs> rapped in The Ring. This. Wait, where's John Cena? Has an album? Yes. Yeah, I I, I actually bought it. Of course he did. But it was it was I liked it. There was some there was some good beats.
0: Oh, there was some good beats. John.
1: Plus he's a hometown boy. He's from Newburyport.
0: John Cena. And he had
1: all the he had all the places that I go to in the summer in his music video.
0: Gotcha. The
1: Beach. <laughs> Bad, bad man. That the John Cena one? Yes. <laughs> <All> right, song.
0: <laughs> yeah, boy's a bad man, and we invade in, and we invading the streets, make unclever rappers scared. <laughs> <laughs> they be dropping the heat, shock the world. Now I'm standing alone. I flip fools like them clamshell cellular phones. You can't help but nod your head to the track. Fuck the watered-down rap, we be taking it back. Give it to me straight, ain't no chasing it. Check yourself in the mirror, ain't no facin' it. Cause you playin' the role and you playin' the fold. This is the master plan we got the planet on hold. We all over the streets like your favorite sneaker. Breakin' in your sound like a drive through speaker. Everything that I be spittin' is strong. After I rock, fast-forward to the rest of the song. We the monkey wrench that's gonna ri- ruin your plan and don't fuck with John Cena, I'm a bad bad
1: man. <laughs> Dude, that's already ten times better than anything cast said. Or truth.
0: Yes. And also, I didn't realize that he swore on that album.
1: Yes, he does. <laughs> a lot. Um, although he doesn't say any controversial words.
0: Just, you know, normal swear. Well, I didn't think he was gonna drop an end bomb. LAUGHTER <laughs> That would have been really weird. Well, I did
1: not think our truth was going to, either, to be there, to be honest me. with you, but... You know.
0: Anyway. Anyway. Let's yeah, let's move on. Let's move on, because we have... Uh, two... Kind of two releases to talk about. Uh, the first one... Uh, being Bray Wyatt. So, Saturday... We all got a notification... Well, from me, but I was on Twitter at the time. That uh, WWE had come to terms with the release of Bray Wyatt. Now, if you're like me, you notice specific language that's used sometimes. Um, I I have noticed it in, uh, so for instance, in football, when they do a challenge, there is a difference between... The ruling on the field stands and the ruling on the field is confirmed, right? There's the, Yes, they use both of them. If it's the ruling on the field stands, it's there's not enough evidence to overturn it. If it's the ruling on the field is confirmed, it means there was evidence to show that it was like, or if the ruling on the field was overturned, obviously there's evidence for it. It's that type of language where you're like, OK, I know the difference, <laughs> you know, and I can tell like they just didn't have enough evidence to overturn that. So when WB says they have come to terms with the release of said person, that means they requested their release and it was granted. When they say that uh, WB has released Braun Strowman, that means that they turned around and they fired him. So that's important to note on that, uh, that initial was the fact that I, I read that and I said, okay, he, he asked for his release, clearly. Because otherwise they don't word it like that. You know, you can you can look up anyone else that you know for a fact um, was, you know, that, that didn't ask for their release. And you can see the difference in the word, of, of the wording that it says. So if you go to like the website um let me see here. If you go to his website, it's like uh, WWE has released the following people. But if you look at it as like, if you go to the Bray Wyatt thing, it's they've come to terms with it. Now, initially, we got the report of like he's been going through a lot of mental health issues and everything like that. Obviously, he lost his friend, um, you know, and, and that hit him very hard. And he's been off TV for four months, too, uh, which everyone was like. Yeah. So Bray is not one that does a lot of, like, tweeting or anything of like that. But it's notable, noticeable that he hasn't said anything on Twitter for the past four months. And that was kind of a big thing, was like, oh, okay, like, he's, he's just stepping away from it all. And we also then found out a little bit later that his wife also had quietly been released a couple months ago, too. Um, which sort of lends credence to the fact that, like, they clearly are... Probably done, you know? I mean, Bo Dallas isn't wrestling anymore. He seems to be done, you know? And now his brother seems like he might be done wrestling as well. Of course, that doesn't stop people online from turning around and uh, and making their own comments on things. So, it started with Chelsea Green, uh, the, the lady with the shattered wrist bones, uh, who proceeded to... Post a picture of her stupid hot mess character and said, said, me waiting for Bray Wyatt to come to the dark side. Uh, which, of course, people called her out for it and be like, the guy just got fired or just asked for his release. Maybe don't be an asshole and make it about yourself like that. Mm-hmm. Um But also the fact that it's just like, you're not even signed to anybody, are you? (laughs) Like, what what are you going to do? And, like, you can't even wrestle anyways because you fucking broke your wrist for the thousandth time. So you had that, and then you had people like Sean Ross Sapp turning around and being like, oh, my God, like, WWE wasted Bray Wyatt. They ruined him. Never mind the fact that... Oh, say 2017, there's a bunch of tweets from Sean Ross app saying, I don't like Bray Wyatt. God, this this guy's terrible. Um, and, of course, we get some of the other things like, um, let me just give you this list that is shared in the host thread. These are the awards, quote unquote, that the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has given Bray Wyatt over the years. Right? 2020 most overrated. 2017 Worst Gimmick, 2020 Worst Gimmick, 2017 Worst Feud with Randy Orton, 2019 Worst Feud with Seth Rollins, 2020 Worst Feud with Braun Strowman, 2014 Worst Worked Match of the Year at vs. John Cena at Extreme Rules, 2017 Worst Worked Match of the Year with Randy Orton at WrestleMania 33, 2019 Worst Worked or Worst Match of the Year Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, and 2020 Worst Match of the Year Braun Strowman at the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. Oh, that sure looks like you guys didn't like him for a long time. (laughs) Now, again, I am wearing a Bray Wyatt shirt. I have been a big fan of him. We have talked on the show that it hasn't always been good. But to say that a multi-time world champion and a guy that was the focal point of a lot of different feuds and main evented shows and had a bunch of different things, was wasted by WWE, is like, well then, who wasn't? Who who lives up to it then that you, that you say is not wasted if that guy, who won the
1: championship a couple of times, was wasted? Apparently you have to win the championship 13 times in order to so, not be wasted. And then, once you do, uh, you're shoved down our throats.
2: So I'm... Like listening to that list, some of those things were fair, um, sure, <laughs> but uh, also, um, I feel like I, I don't think wasting is a fair way of describing it, but I right. do feel like there was more potential in those world title runs than what we got because one of them was just a vehicle to get boring face Randy Orton and the other one got derailed because they decided Goldberg decided to come back, you know, sure. But, um, I think that, I don't know how there are more elegant ways to make that point because like, I think there was more potential in the Bray Wyatt title runs than what we got out of his title runs. Whereas like, you know, I'm not clamoring for a Dolph Ziggler title run right now or something, you know, like, there, there are degrees in terms of, like, you know, uh, world t- world champions and, like, the potential therein. But, um, I don't know. I don't remember my my initial point. I've sort of, like, <sighs> made one point, and I don't remember if it's the one I was initially going to make, because I'm kind of tired.
0: Sure. But. Um, speaking of people who had an opinion on it, Mickey James, I think what you meant is...
1: Uh, well, before oh, we'll oh okay. To Mickey James. Right. me, because I'm gonna. I want to address her separately. Mm-hmm. Fans of the rundown know I have been a long time Bray Wyatt fan, going all the way back to when I saw the character in NXT. Um, I probably gave him a pass as far as the you know some of his booking more often than not, because I I really enjoyed his promos and and definitely aspects of his character. So, what upset me so much the other day was that 90% of the IWC was talking like this guy was dead mm-hmm. or were booking him in matches in AEW. Yep. And this guy, whether it was a mutual agreement or whether it was him asking for his release, he is dealing with personal issues that none of us are privy to. And... What the fuck, Internet? Like, the day the guy parts ways with the company he's been with 10 years, all this fucking, like, shitstorm. Like, mm-hmm. he was ruined, Um, his career sucked, Uh, they, you know, all this stuff. Like, how about we worry about the guy? Like, like, that's what I was sad about. I was sad that he's having a tough time in life and that the guy who I enjoyed watching isn't going to, be performing in the company I mostly watch.
0: Well, and that, and that was the thing was, um, people believe because Meltzer put it out there that, Oh, well, uh, he got released for budget cuts, which is like, well, they're not going to tell you why he really got released because that's none of your fucking business. And it's like, you know, do you really know a lot of companies that release a guy on a Saturday for budget cuts? And right. WB, if they, when they do their budget cut things, they do a bunch of them all the same day. And it's usually Wednesday. And all of this shit fucking happens all on the same day. And it's like, because they're going to tell everybody over that. Like, they had to call Johnny Laurenitis while he was in his fucking hot tub, uh, fondling his daughters in law, yeah. in order for him to, like, talk to Debray, right? Like, it, it, they don't do business on the weekends, you know? And it's like, right. the fact that it's one person. Clearly, it's not because of budget cuts. Clearly, that's just the, the thing they're saying because they do not, because it's not anyone's business on why they are released. I can't sit there and go into my office tomorrow and be like, hey, that guy that was here a couple of months ago that uh, just suddenly got walked out. Why did he get released? They're not going to tell yeah, gonna me, gonna tell you. <laughs> you know, or they're going to say, you know, it was, you know, it was a company decision or something. I they're going to make something up.
1: Yeah. But the other thing too is um, when Bronstromen was released, I feel like it, Nikon or somebody did confirm, you know, yeah, it was it was a it was a budget cut.
0: Yeah, and that because that because he was with a bunch of other people that same day, and it was like that was the reason. Right. Yep, it was because but he
1: was also a world champion. Yeah, um, he was with the you know he was pushed pretty high by the company for a mm-hmm. few years. Like, it. this feels like very different than that that's what i'll say this feels very different than than what they did with Strowman and how they handled that this this to me it's been something that's been going on behind the scenes since wrestlemania or possibly
2: before that so to that point have you seen the one reply he's he's made uh since he's been released which was basically just uh like someone tweeted out, "Watch this final Firefly Funhouse." Looks like he foreshadowed his release, and he, uh, he all he tweeted out was a a, a red circle in response re- response to that, which is apparently uh, uh, at least in in Japan often used as a substitute for a check mark to indicate that a statement is correct. Right. So like you know, implying that he was like you know looking to get out then. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, after WrestleMania. Yes. That kind of coincides with, um,
1: you know, he requested this. That doesn't make... Like, if he was talking about it, you know, in his promo, um, the night after Mania, knowing, like, hey, I really... I need to go home. I need some time off. I need to be with my family. um, You know, and then doing, like, the checkmark thing here, the little red circle, that makes me think, like, he's... Saying without saying, like, yeah, that's right. Like, I knew then yeah. that I was done.
0: Well, here you go. Um, I have that up actually, and we can, we can, you guys can watch it. Um, uh, fans at home can listen to it, and you can, you can hear some of the other things, and you can kind of tell. Yeah, this is the last time we saw Bray. So.
2: you didn't see that coming.
1: No matter what has happened lately, we still have each other. We will always have each other. As a matter of fact, I feel great. I I, I, I think this could be a, a brand new start for all of us here. A, a new season. New friends. And a brand new me. In fact, I... I, uh, I feel reborn. Yeah, I feel reborn. <laughs> and, and, I hear <laughs> oh, and I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Everything will be fine. No more cloud chasing in this year's simulation. The fun house will be big. It will be bad. It will be strong. See ya.
0: Make of that what you will. <laughs> It's it's um, But there's obviously a couple of things in that when you're watching, you're like, okay. And that was the last we saw of him. I was like, he's talking about reborn and coming back stronger and things like that. Yeah. That sort of feels like I'm going to take time away from being in the company and I'm going to be back, you know? And that's the thing. All these people that are running around being like, Oh, you know, he's, he's going to sign with AEW, he's going to be the dark order. This stuff like, no, most likely if he comes back, he's coming back to WWE. Like they didn't want to release him. That that's why it took this long. And understand exactly. that's why he's exactly. been gone for four months. It wasn't. And and have we? What have we heard this entire time for four months? Nothing. Nothing from him. Nothing about. Oh, he's he's dealing with injuries. Nothing about. Oh, he's trying to be back. No, nothing. Nobody has talked about him. It literally feels like he hasn't even been at any of the shows this entire time. So. Um, well, before we get into Mickey James, let's let's go a little bit more to the point that I was making before about the, the fans all of a sudden, you know, uh, doing their fake outrage. Ronda Rousey, uh, one of my favorite people around, uh, tweeted out, I've seen the same fans chanting, we want Wyatt, last night, chanting, we want beach balls, over Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first. And... There is, in fact, video of fans chanting, We want beach balls over his matches. So, yeah, you guys doing that? <laughs> yeah, then you can't turn around and be all pissy because he, and, and try to claim he was wasted when you didn't like him. Yeah? You know? I don't know. That's just me. All right, ready to talk about that bitch?
1: Uh, talk about somebody trying to make it all about themselves, but please go with the story. No, no, we're not talking about Maria Canellas today. Um,
0: <laughs> Maria Canell's here's if you would go up to Maria and be like, "Hey, I want you to check out my uh, um, my, my website as WW," should already like tense up <laughs> just from those first two yep. Ws. Uh, Mickey James Aldis, uh, who has gotten real angry lately lately over her most recent release which was months ago by the way uh i her response was i think what you meant to say was thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick time and time again one so cool and over apparently not we really didn't know how to book it right so we just gave it all to someone else so we can still make all money all the money off it and let you go And because of that, the advocate for women's wrestling, Mickey James, got people to chant "We want right Wyatt." Anytime Alexa showed up on screen on Monday, good job on that. But Sal, you would
2: also harass her on the fucking internet. Yes,
0: very much so. Which Alexa put out a tweet as soon as it was, and she was talking about how like the, like terribly broken up she was about it and stuff like that. People were just like, "Fuck you, bitch! You stole this gimmick, and so, now they, they fired him because because you stole his gimmick."
2: Setting aside the fact that if he knew he was going to be gone for a while, he may have wanted that gimmick to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. I.E. Right. to her. Because, like, just, it's it's infuriating. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like, I feel like you can't come out like that and not expect people to be shitty, which means she either is an idiot or she didn't care that people were going to be shitty to Alexa Bliss for no goddamn reason. Mm. Okay.
1: So that's the thing. And and Troy, you brought it up, her most recent release. We all know the story about the garbage bag of her things, okay? And somebody lost their job for it. Yeah. And she she put that out knowing exactly what was going to happen. And that's what she did here, too. Yep. She put that out, and she, she tried to keep it vague, but obviously everybody knew exactly who she was talking about. And because of when she did it, when I was watching Raw, like you said, every time Alexa showed up on screen, they chanted, we want Wyatt. Now, granted, some asshole like Sean Ross Sapp could have done the same thing, and we might have got the same reaction, but I expect better from somebody like Mickey James, who supposed to be a veteran in this business who's supposed to be a leader in the locker room she's that fucking petty that she would take a shot at the WWE when this thing is going on that has nothing to do with her
0: nothing to do with her and she probably wasn't even privy to anything any thing that was going on with the two
1: that too this is speculation at this point you don't know yeah like how the fuck do
0: you know and this this is the issue is that everyone everyone just looks at what what is presented out there in the public and just all, all, builds this shit up behind the scenes that doesn't actually happen. And they have they, they have to fill in the blanks, you know? And they fill it in usually the worst possible way because shit on WWE is cool. But it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just going to twist this around into, like, oh, well, clearly it was... the WWE was like, look, we don't like you, fat guy. We're going to take your gimmick and give it to Alexa and now fucking hit the bricks. It's like, no, that clearly didn't happen. You know? it's the same, It's the same situation where you have it that uh somebody in the production truck on monday replayed the promo that they just had for the fucking john cena uh match and it was only on tv it wasn't in the crowd and stuff like that and fucking boys of the is like oh look they're not even editing out the commentary now for the piped in noise it's like what are you fucking talking about clearly that's not what happens but yeah, it's just it's that kind of shit where it's like and then they're just taking as gospel you know they and they don't turn around and say anything else about it it's like we're we're about to talk about something else where somebody said one thing and then the person that it was about turned around and was like, "No, it was this." And that original person, Dave Meltzer, <laughs> no, uh, is never going to turn around and be like, "I was wrong." <laughs> you of know?
1: course not. Of course not. Which is that's the basis of the problem. Yeah. Now there is a large contingency of casual or you know, kind of hardcore wrestling fans. Maybe maybe not that gonna just hear that one headline and that's their truth now.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: oh well, that—that's what I heard. I heard he was released because of budget cuts. Yeah. That's what you're gonna go with. Yeah. Oh, damn WWE budget cuts again. Like, that's fucked up. There's so many people that don't even like care enough to find out the truth.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's
1: the problem.
0: All right. Anything else on the uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff?
1: We were all um, very surprised with some of the recent releases that happened in the past few months. Um, But one of them in particular, Zelina Vega, who I thought would never be back in WWE just because of what we heard of how her exit was. Mm -hmm. She's back. And she's on TV, and it's great to see her back. And hopefully, I'm personally hoping that someday Bray does come back when he's ready. If he, you know, I'm hoping it's a thing that it they do want to bring him back. I think they do. They look, he moved money for them. Yeah, he sold merch. Right, a lot of merch.
0: Yes, he he did, and that and that was the thing. and and you saw it with the fact that like he towards towards the end of his run in WWE was very was was like sporadic when he when he was on. It was like he'd be he'd do like a quick little feud and be gone for a little bit. And it's like and that kind of stuff. You're like, is that them? not knowing how to book it, or is that him being like, okay, I'm going to come in for this little bit, and then I need to take some more time, because I'm not ready to come back yet, you know? And we won't know, probably, but uh, um, that's that's sort of the way I look at it now. It's just like, there's too much evidence for me to see that this guy is going through a, a tremendously uh, terrible time in his life. You know, losing, losing uh, Brody and and what that meant to him and you know, this, the struggles on the road and stuff like that. There's, there's too much evidence to say that for me to, to look at that and be like, yeah, that's clearly the issue. You need to step away, you know? And sometimes that is of being like, release me from my contract because otherwise I'm going to feel like I need to keep coming back, you know, and I need to get out of here, you know? So somebody that, uh, asked for his release that definitely wasn't because of mental health issues, that was the nature boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> now, of course, so we heard Ric Flair has asked for his release from WWE. And then we saw WWE has come to terms with the release of Ric Flair. And then we had Dave Meltzer say, oh, it was budget cuts. <laughs> and you're just like, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, Ric Flair's on a Legends deal. Okay, you don't you don't budget cut the Legends deal because you know what Legends deals are? They're just that anything that you do, we take a little cut out of. And then if we need you to come in, we'll pay you when we come in. There's no need to cut a Legend ever because of that reason. Because the, anything they do, you're making money on. You don't even have to fucking use them. So no.
1: And you just said it. They pay you only when they want you to come in. Yeah. So, then just, so if it's a budget thing, then you only have him, like, appear, like, once a year.
0: And that's all he's been doing lately. <laughs>
1: You're yeah, right. So, like, uh, no, that's not a budget-cut right. thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, again, like like I said before, it won't ever say it. So then we got a, a beautifully typed-out, every-word-capitalized uh, message from Ric Flair, and he says, I am officially able to respond to all the press related to my requested release from WWE which they have given me. I want to make it really clear with everyone that I'm not upset with WWE at all. They solely are responsible for putting me in the position of life that I'm in right now, where I'm seen in the brightest light. We have a different vision for my future, which, i.e. WWE wasn't going to use me anymore, and I want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish them nothing but continued success. Thank you for everything. Nothing but respect. Again, like... Why would he have any reason to lie? Why would he have any reason to not, to to be like, oh, no, no, they didn't fire me, I asked for it. Like, no, of course he asked for it. Clearly he asked for it. He's 72. They don't want to use him anymore, because guess what? Every time he comes on there, it's diminished returns. Nobody wants him there. The fans don't respond to him. They don't want to see him. He looks like he could die at any second. Like, they just don't. They're just not going to use it anymore, and he wants to be on TV because he's Ric Flair. So,
1: Look, um, I hate to bring this up here, because like you said, it is Ric Flair. One of the greatest of all time. No fucking doubt. All right? But Ric Flair is really starting to remind me of Mickey Rourke's character. Yeah. Okay? Where he just can't stop. It's like an addiction. He, he has to keep going, and this... Like you said, diminishing returns. One of the things Flair always did, even as he got older, was cut good promos. Dude, he can't talk anymore. All he does is, like, cry when he's out there now. <laughs> um, and, look, people are paying him to do advertising spots for, like, car commercials and other 7-Eleven shit and stuff like that. Good, maybe that's where the money is. Go make appearances. Go fucking be at a minor league baseball convention or something. Like, <laughs> I... I don't blame Flair, and I don't blame the WWE. Like like Flair said, they came to terms because he requested it. Also, let's not forget that, like, of course he's appreciative of them. His daughter still works there. Yep.
0: And is one of the biggest stars <laughs> in the company.
1: Yes, absolutely. He's not going to come up there and bash him, and guess what? If to, uh, he doesn't uh, go to AEW, Meltzer will turn on him. Yep. Meltzer will be like, well, McFlair's a selfish old man. Blah, 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 blah. it's like, well, maybe he doesn't want to fucking work for Dusty's kid. You ever think of that? Just saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the the other aspect of this um, is a lot of people were talking about the fact that, oh, hey, uh, remember that whole uh Dark Side of the Ring thing that's coming up soon. <laughs> oh,
1: the plane ride from hell.
0: And everyone's like, and the the story came out last week where the guy that did it was just like Yeah, this is gonna put this is gonna make Rick look really bad. Like, is anyone going to even want to hire him after some of these things get out? Because from what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, he didn't do a lot of good things on that. So <laughs> if it's suddenly if they have like some uh, if they show him in the light that people haven't really heard about before, maybe another thing that's, you know, I mean, the, the guy got sued over it,
1: you know? Um, so a few minutes ago, I said Ric Flair is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Never once did I ever say he was a good person. He's not. For anybody who doesn't know, (laughs) they'll find out next week. uh, He's not a good person.
0: (laughs) He wore nothing but a jeweled cape, the flight attendant said, and flashed his nakedness, spinning his penis around. He separately grabbed each woman's hand and placed it on his crotch and then forcefully detained and restrained Doyle from leaving the back of the gallery of the airplane while he sexually assaulted her. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, you realize that sexual assault, right? Oh, no, no, Multiple counts in those two
0: sentences. And it, and it gets worse from there. That's just the nope. beginning and of it. And we're not going to talk yeah, about it, because like, the dark side of the ring is going to go a lot about that. But again, it's just like, you know what? Maybe this is also, like, him going there and being like, I want my release because I'm going to do things. And they'd be like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were going to release you once the story came out again. And everyone realized that, like, oh... Like, 20 years ago, you were a complete asshole and probably should have been fucking charged with something. So, yeah, there's that, too, where maybe it's just like, yeah, I don't think he was going to be showing up on TV anyways. But once that hits, like, you think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be happy to see Ric Flair shows up in AEW after that comes out again? And people are reminded of that that fucking wickedness?
1: When is that coming out?
0: Um, uh, I'm not typing anything. Uh, huh. <laughs> dark side of the ring, plane ride right from hell. It is. Um, where the fuck is it? Um, <laughs> I was expecting to get like a um, like a Wikipedia article or something like that, but apparently not. Um. Debuts Thursday. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's season three debuts May sixth. I can't be right. Hold on. Let me let me find a uh, side of the ring. There it is. Okay. Um, use eh? Um, so
1: right from hell. It says uh, original air date to be announced, but it is listed for season three.
0: Yeah. So it looks like. June tenth was the last episode they had, and the the Olympics kind of shut everything down. So that's a long time ago, though.
1: Well, what they did, I think, is they they released their season in two parts. Okay. So the first, all of the episodes, um, well, actually, it wasn't like Netflix; they weren't all available okay. in, on May sixth. But you know, they had new weekly episodes for eight weeks, and when they come back, then they'll do eight more weeks and okay. finish it off with the. Uh, a lot of good ones, actually. Not just plain right from hell, but also the United States versus Vince McMahon. That should be fun. So you've got you've got
0: that. Um, then there's also oh, I see they're gonna do a Chris Canyon one. That's gonna make me sad. Um, That's going <laughs> There's a, a McMahon server Trial show that they're working on too. Um, yeah,
1: United States versus Vince McMahon. That's what I just said. No,
0: no, a separate thing than that. No, no, not part of Dark okay. Side of the Ring. There's a there's a Vince McMahon oh, steroid oh. trial show that they're doing. Oh, um, Vince is gonna
1: love that getting brought up constantly over the next couple of. Dude, he's helping with It's <laughs> he really? Yes. Well, there was supposed to be a movie. Wasn't there supposed to be a movie coming out that got, about Vince McMahon? So
0: that that sounded like it got stra got scrapped. Um, uh, a scripted series about Vince McMahon and his federal steroid trial is in the works from WWE and Bloomhouse Television. Um, but yeah, he's helping with it, so it's clearly going to paint him in the right, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, yeah. it's not, it's not going to, it's a scripted television show, it's not going to be historically accurate.
1: <laughs> By the way, so, speaking of... He's probably going to have a 14-inch story. dick. <laughs> uh, speaking of Vince's steroid trial that, you know, he likes to brush under the rug and not be known as the guy who distributed steroids to all of his wrestlers, right? Yeah. You know only like gets lost in that Right around the same time was the Ring Boy scandal, in '92. Yeah, where there was a guy who accused uh, a couple of people, Pat Patterson. Of Pat Patterson, apparently was present, but it was it was Mel Phillips and somebody else that were oh uh, something Garvin, not Jimmy Garvin. It was another Garvin. Um, those two were accused of molesting this boy and terry yes terry garvin that was it and the dude killed himself and nobody talks about it and it's all like that was another scandal that was like really like painted the wwf in a bad light
0: in the 1990s garvin was accused of sexually harassing an underage ring boy who was fired from his job after refusing garvin's advances he later reached settlement with the WWF. garvin as well as pat patterson and ring announcer mel phillips resigned after this incident W. founder Vince McMahon was interviewed on Larry King Live regarding the incident during the broadcast. Retired wrestler Barry Orton called in and accused Garvin of sexually assaulting him in 1978 when he was 19. Orton also con- uh, accused Garvin of harming his fellow or his wrestling career after the sexual advances were declined. Orton spent most of his life as a jobber despite being part of the famous wrestling family that included Bob Orton, Bob Orton Jr., and nephew Randy Orton. Nothing about the uh, about the Ring Boy though, in, in that article, weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, no, it looks like they they did that for Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, never mind. say so that's 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 Perwussing's Dark Side. Something else. Never mind. All right. Well, let's talk about something a little bit more happy then. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Cody Rhodes had an AW Homecoming media call. Ugh. They should happy. <laughs> it, it, it's not much happier, but it's at least a little happier than kids killing themselves for sexual assault. Um, Cody starts by saying how great it's been to be back on the road. It starts by addressing any of the rumors or speculation. It does not want us to waste questions about asking about them. I I don't want to talk about it, so don't ask me. Boy, it's just an open book of a company. <laughs> um, He says... There were no plans that had to be changed or adjusted when Malachi Black came in. Which is either, one, bullshit, (laughs) and you took a feud away from Cody Rhodes to give it to Malachi Black, or two, proves that you're just flying by the seat of your pants and don't actually have anything booked. And neither's good. (laughs) Neither's good, but if your biggest star, Cody Rhodes, didn't have to change any plans to start a feud with a guy who wasn't in the company two days ago? Eh, I don't know about that.
1: Well, I mean, you could argue that Cody was supposed to be on paternity leave and he was just going to be off TV. I don't believe that. That's still changing <laughs> plan. for the record.
0: Yes, that is, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Just because you didn't have anything booked didn't mean you had to book yourself in, in an angle. But um, of course he's lying. Yes. It's fucking Cody. Um, so, That's all he does now is lie. He's like, we don't look for WWF guys. I think we have like five percent of our roster are WWE <laughs> yeah. guys. Uh huh. Um,
0: apparently, Jake Roberts is um, one of the main teachers for a lot of the guys coming in, and does work with a lot of the uh, developmental guys that are on Dark and Dark Elevation. So he puts.
1: All right, so I retract my statement from A.W. Dynamite where I said he doesn't earn his money.
0: <laughs> he says that that Roberts. Um, being backstage like that is having like the book of success at your disposal. Nobody said Roberts wasn't a great uh, great mind for wrestling. He definitely Absolutely. he definitely is a help there. Um, SES Scoops asked Cody about expanding the roster budget and how far AEW can go. One, I don't actually believe there's a budget. Um, <laughs> see, a, a company like WWE can say they have budget cuts because they actually have a budget. I don't believe AEW has a budget
1: do you say that, but I don't think fucking Chad Khan is, is paying for his son's hobbies anymore. Like, if they spent as much money on the video games as you said they did,
0: well, and it's also...
1: They, they probably should stop spending money.
0: There's also, apparently, a huge difference between when AEW does uh, these like advertisements in middle of matches than when WWE does, because the whole Space Jam thing wasn't actually an advertisement for Space Jam. Apparently they reached out and spent fifty thousand dollars to get the like the music and do the whole space jam thing. And then it just was like, okay, we'll also plug it. Whereas wow. WB did the whole Army of the Dead thing and got a million dollars for having a match a match that had zombies in
1: it. <laughs> so they received a million dollars for having a throwaway match with zombies. That yes. was kind of funny. It was decent, yeah. It was stupid. AG was in it. Yep. And that, but but AW Tony Khan spent fifty thousand dollars yes. to shill a Space Jam movie that surprise is probably going to be awful, and that's what they decided to use for the elites entrance. I, really?
0: Uh, one of one of the sports podcasts I listen to, uh, Two Guys Podcast. Shout out to them. Um, they, they talked about like everyone shitting on the new Space Jam, and it's also like. You do understand that the original Space Jam, the storyline for it was that the monsters wanted to take over the world, so they sucked Michael Jordan into a golf hole. <laughs> and even though they scored a thousand points in the first half of the game, somehow Michael Jordan was able to come back with the rest of the Toon Squad and win that game. Like, and then you're shitting on the second one for being a little goofy. <laughs> like, huh. is, was... is LeBron kind of a dick in it? Yeah, but he learns his lesson. And again, it's like, you guys are getting this worked up over a kid's movie.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I was, I was going to say, I never said the original Space Jam was a good movie. Well, people, yeah. people compare it as like,
0: oh, it wasn't as good. First of all, there's some moments, okay? Yes, there's some terrible moments, because it's a fucking kid's movie, and it's maybe as you know. There's other funny things, too, like them trying to go find Michael Jordan, and instead finding Michael B. Jordan. That's a funny moment,
1: <laughs> okay? <laughs> that is kind of funny.
0: Anyways, um... Cody says that Tony Khan is at the head of the table and helps everyone eat. I just, I just wanted to let that one one sit, and sit in your gut for a little bit. What a dick. Even on even a call that is 100% about AEW's return to Daily's Place after five weeks, he still has to work at a WWE message in there. Like, just... I I'm not somebody that will constantly say like living rent free in your head as like like a, a be all end all, but that clearly is right. That's clearly the definition of living rent free in someone's head. The fact that even that he's just like I'm gonna take a shot at Roman Reigns. <laughs> that motherfucker's got what like nine million Twitter fans, and I've got like three. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know what's worse is the fucking stands that just fucking ejaculated all over themselves because he said that.
0: He makes his... it... Like,
1: oh, shit. Yeah. Did you hear what Cody said? You hear what like, Cody said? It's like Tony. Fuck off.
0: Tony Khan's ahead of the table, mom. It's not Roman anymore. Put that switch away.
1: Mom! Mom! Cody said something bad about Roman Reigns! Write it down!
0: I really want one of your kids to come and be like, what are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> um ugh. yeah he puts over mark henry saying that mark has been helping out with the community outreach apparently got 600 kids that they're gonna bust into fucking homecoming tomorrow which is like That's yeah, it's nice also like people <laughs>
1: they're filling seats sounds like they're filling
0: seats it's not just it's <laughs> not just that though so they bust in 600 people but do you also know that anyone who donated to their little like charity stream got two free tickets to homecoming too they literally have just given all these tickets away, and they're going and you know they're gonna boast It's like, yeah, we're sold out at daily's places. Like, no, you're not. <laughs>
1: so I'm gonna tell you this right now because you're gonna be on AEW Rundown this week. Oh, spoiler alert! We're gonna watch Dynamite. <laughs> we're gonna watch Dynamite. Uh-huh. Okay. The very first thing Jim Ross says when they go on air is gonna be, "We're in front of a sold-out crowd." Yes. Yes. Guaranteed.
0: As as we already said, last week's Dynamite was not sold out either. Um, he does bring up Br- uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, discusses that uh, he's an incredibly creative individual and man, and he says um, he can, he can't, uh, as someone who left WWE on his own, he can't be everyone's sounding board. So Cody believes that Bray got fired, is what is what it sounded like in that call. So that's kind of dumb. But anyways, um Yeah, he talks about Chicago being a destination for AEW. Um, He mentions that he he really wants AEW to come to American Family Field, which is the stadium that my Milwaukee Brewers play at. I do not know why he singled that out as a place that he wants AEW to come, but he wants to (laughs) play—it's the former Miller Park, it's now American Family Field—
1: but he, I was gonna say, wasn't it Miller Park?
0: Miller pulled their sponsorship, so it's American Family Field this year. Um, Got it. Everyone still calls it Miller Park. It's fine. The, the street leading into it is still called Miller Parkway. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's like that's 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 very odd of you to just like throw that out there as a place you want to. But sure, I mean that that's cool. There's like forty-one thousand seats in there. Hope you could fill them.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're making a push to sign Otis.
0: Ugh. <laughs> No, no. With with any luck, it'll be fucking uh, Ken Kennedy.
1: I was just gonna say Kenny Anderson.
0: <laughs> who else is from Moscow? Oh, that that fucking prick, Austin Aries. Oh no no no!
1: Don't bring up his name. That fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Who got his eye dislocated by fucking Nakamura? I hope he gets yeah, his dick bring-
0: dislocated next. Um. Yeah. So he's, he he says that uh, death matches are not the norm. That A W is like a buffet. And there's like something for everyone, man. Uh, so yeah. So apparently, uh, if you go to the buffet, it's like 37 different kinds of chicken, other than like one pumpkin pie as your death match, right? Because I don't see any other variation other than we had a death match once. It was cool. <laughs> uh,
1: also, if if you enjoy buffets. Hopefully you don't enjoy women's wrestling. Yes. Because that's not going to be featured on our show. Yeah.
0: You see, you see that, that, uh, that fruit bowl over there that's got dust on it, and it's kind of moldy? That's our women's division. <laughs> huh. And, of course, Cody Rhodes uh, says that he hopes everyone gets vaccinated, and if you think that the vaccine is full of nanomachines, Solid Snake will save you anyways.
1: Is that what he said? Yes. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I how he tries to be funny and just falls so fast, and still makes
0: um, a twenty-year-old
1: reference. <laughs> I know. Um, what did he fucking just say prior to that? Oh, um, with the vaccines, mm-hmm. right? There are there's recently today in in New York, they're gonna start requiring proof of vaccination yep. to get into anything. Any place that's indoors, like, you know, Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, which is where Dynamite is going. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, is Cody actually in Cody and Khan and AEW, are they going to enforce that? Are they just going to be like, oh, yeah, I saw your vaccination card. Go Go, Cody says, it. or is there going to be like a state like, you know, official there that's like going to force that to yeah, happen? Yeah.
0: Cody says AEW will always abide by state mandates and the health and safety of fans is their highest priority. They are encouraging fans to wear masks in Florida if that makes them feel comfortable. Really? Yes. (laughs) Um, But he did say that uh, if things were to change in terms of guidelines, AEW is ready to pivot, which means we'll cancel the show and we'll do it at Daly's Place.
1: Yep. 100%. (laughs) Uh, oh, by the way, is there any company in wrestling wise other than Ring of Honor that would be just in financial peril if we did have to go back to a lockdown in like the fall? Good like AW, be fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> encore. Um, let's let's be honest. They they would be in some fucking bad shape because I think they're really depending on trying to get money while they're well, while, while they can go on the road, so Good
0: luck. Yeah. We'll see though. We'll see what happens. That was pretty much it. Was, those were the highlights of the call, honestly. And he started breaking down crying for a little bit. Nobody gives a shit.
1: Um <laughs> what did he cry about this time? Oh his biracial kid. Uh <laughs> I thought you're gonna say him and Big Show were crying about Dusty I mean he brought up Dusty and cried a little bit about it, but that's um, what he always does. Uh, that's that's just his opening statement. Anyway,
0: anyway, I don't know if I have anything else. So, what do you guys got?
2: Um, I thought that uh both of the like the challenger promos for the world title programs going into SummerSlam were fucking garbage this week. <laughs>
0: You remember when Bill Goldberg forgot what he was talking
1: about?
2: <laughs> yeah, and John Cena cutting a promo on a version of Roman Reigns, and I'm not sure has ever existed. <laughs> I agree with that.
1: Uh, yeah, John Cena seems to be making up his own persona
2: of Roman like, Reigns. He talked about Roman Reigns changing his character every
1: Two years. couple
2: years. Like he, The reason we hate him is because <laughs> he didn't change at all after The Shield broke up.
1: Yeah, he was he was the same guy for... Eight years, pretty much, <laughs> or six years, whatever it
0: was. Yeah, I, mean, like, I want, I want uh, this Friday for him to just be like, you know, you you went out there and you try you you tried to do all these these weird segments and you you wore a gas mask at one time and you got an injection in your ass <laughs> and then Roman would just be like, wait, have you thought about Dean Ambrose this entire time?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you're not? Oh, you're the other one. Oh, <laughs> silly what me. Have-
1: The one who was the Messiah, right?
0: Yeah, you were the one curb stopping people, right? (laughs) Like, no, I'm the one who spews people. Oh, shit, man. Like, man, I've been figuring out how to to counter a curb stomp for the past three weeks. I am fucked, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, speaking of which, everybody wanted to shit on The Rock when he was having his feud with Cena a few years ago. Maybe he likes that. Being like, oh, Rock. But Rock doesn't watch the product, right? Has Cena even watched the product since he left like five years ago? He's like, fans don't like you, Roman, they boo you, and it's like um, I don't think you quite know what he's been doing the past
0: year. He's just, he's just reading old Dave Belcher comment to this point. <laughs>
1: um, now, as far as Goldberg goes, that motherfucker, okay.
0: <laughs> he seemed like he kept trying yeah. to figure out when he could say you're next, and then never, never quite settled on when it was, because he's like, and I'm Goldberg. And because I'm Goldberg, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that means I'm going to fight you, and that means you're next?
0: Yes, yeah. there it was. I got it.
2: <laughs> Do we think he can cuss himself? Again? Probably.
1: I think he's done that too many times, hence why no promo is going to be coherent from this point out. Um... But also,
2: I mean, let's be let's be real. Promos were never a strong suit. Yeah. Okay.
0: And by the I way, Bobby saying... Lashley at WWE. Bill Goldberg. You're Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I will say I liked the little touch by Lashley not to look at him yeah. when Goldberg started talking to him when he walked in the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, Goldberg at this point, dude. The last thing he should do is talk. And I get it. He doesn't really do much else either. But even when Goldberg was, was, you know, the most popular wrestler in WCW 98, right? He didn't fucking talk. He didn't sit there and give you paragraph after paragraph. He just came out there, fucking beat your ass, and was like, <laughs> Like, why would you make this guy have fucking
2: a, a five-minute promo? <laughs> It was only supposed to be a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. Also, apparently, his son got old. Yeah. Wasn't he like
1: ten when his son showed when he showed up back in WWE?
0: Everybody's talking about like the like evil Uno having the best glow up in wrestling. So it's like, let's talk about little baby Goldberg turned for going from a little fat ass to, to that fucking guy. Like we need right, we need him and Hook to team up as like the fucking uh, beautiful people at this point. <laughs> But if you honestly, if you look at old Goldberg pictures, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one at least looks like him. Hook, it's just like, I think I think mommy got with somebody else because he did not look like you in Altaz. Taz <laughs> yeah,
1: was on the road a lot, dude. Yeah, on the road a lot, especially around the time Hook was born. Anyway, <laughs> OK, like Tommy Treiber? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Um okay. So I have something I want to bring up.
0: This is it the fact that Brock Anderson actually looks exactly like his dad and is just as boring.
1: He does. But I was gonna say his dad cut better promos. Yeah, he's young. True. Yes. So um let's talk about Nikki ASH.
0: Nikki Ace. All up in that Ace. Let's 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 let's, so- let's first talk about um, how her in wrestling pants is a gift that we could not have seen coming.
2: Oh Maybe. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hi, yeah. Agrees. 100%. Go ahead though.
0: Talk talk about how terrible she
1: is. <laughs> um, I don't think she is. I don't think she's terrible at all. Oh, in fact, Nikki. Look, we all loved uh NXT's twisted sister, Nikki Cross, right? the lunatic from sanity yeah i i loved it too but that character wasn't main eventing wrong that character wasn't pinning charlotte flair but this one did and you know what like i'll admit i was a little confused when the when the gimmick debuted i was just like oh okay that's very different but i think she's done amazing with it and i think it's actually helped get her over like, this girl's gonna fucking sell merch and shit now, <laughs> like, into a very large audience of of little girls that want to be like her. Like, I'm sorry, but I would not turn down that money. And she just fucking beat Charlotte Flair with her finish on the main event of Raw. That's saying something. So for everybody on the internet who's like, oh, what are they doing to Nikki? What what they're doing is they're making a star, in my opinion.
2: I I... I liked this week's considerably more than I liked last week in terms of what we got out of her. Last week, I felt like her promos were barely coherent because it was sort of like trying to, like, unconvincingly stay positive in the face of, like, the fact that everything was breaking against her and it just made, made her seem ineffectual more than anything else. But then this week she came out and she was, like, actually, like, you know... Taking some agency in her, like, you know, like, the outcomes of things, and she seemed more capable, and that, that, that in and of itself made it work better for me. The
1: character seemed more confident.
2: Yeah, I still feel like this, the better story is her having this journey before she wins the title, but...
1: But sometimes, and I, I, I've seen this a couple of times in wrestling, where... You put a title on someone to see, you know, can they get over with it? Sure, sure.
2: I mean, she puts she puts her uh, her all in basically everything they they throw at her. So, uh, you know, yeah. I I'm mean, not surprised I guess, that this people
1: girl are... wasn't even on TV three months ago. Yeah, she was she, nowhere to be found.
2: She's super likable, so like I feel like she can get she can get whatever over, probably. But I don't know, just from a storytelling perspective, I would have liked to have seen them wait to pull the trigger on the actual title change a little bit and still essentially like have this sort of like crisis of confidence learn how to win thing going on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like there's a good story to be told there. I just don't know that I would have led off telling that story with her getting the belt. That should have been like the sort of like what she worked towards, but
0: sure. You know, Cody Rhodes once said that uh, AEW has like a buffet and there's something for everybody there. And if WWE has a buffet, the adults are going through pushing the kids out of the way and spitting on all the food that's just for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of people that are so pissed that this character exists, it's like, motherfucker, you watch a a show made for kids. It's a PG show. It's made for kids. And the amount of people online are just like, yeah, I went to to Ron. There was just a bunch of kids in the audience like, yes, it's made for kids.
2: (laughs) Also, also, they need to make some new fucking things. Yes.
0: That's the thing. Like,
2: we're we're eventually going to die off. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: And there's a reason why everybody like in the normal world, when they find out you like wrestling and they're like, oh, you still watch Mm -hmm. that? Yeah, still, because that's a thing. It's a kid thing. Yeah. It is. It Always has been at its core. Right.
0: It's like I'm not gonna sit there. Like, look, motherfucker. I play Pokemon games. All right. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, be like, man, I really wish that this Pokemon game had more like, uh, like I'd be able to fuck Misty. Like, no. It's it's. <laughs> I know what I'm 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 doing there. Like I'm I'm there to uh, I'm playing a kid's game. Like you know, when you're watching yep. WWE, you're watching a show geared towards kids. That's why it's a PG program. And. Not every segment is geared towards kids. So, and not every segment is geared towards adults. And when you get to the to the parts that are geared towards the kids, you just sort of not care as much. And or or you try to find enjoyment in it. I find enjoyment in Nikki Cross because I like her as a person. And yep. her fucking Molly whoppin Charlotte with a chair was great. Loved it. Yes. You know, because it was, it's like, that's not a white me baby face thing to do because she's almost a superhero. So there is, there is a level to it where you're just like, okay, yeah, she's not a full blown, like, I'm just going to do everything good. It's like, no, no, she's got a streak to her. And that's good. Like, there are, there are some subtle layers to the character. Not subtle, like, cody Rhodes wearing white and man of Guy black wearing black but you know subtle enough that <laughs> eh, subtle enough where it's like yeah there's there's some things like there i will watch uh, kid shows with my kids obviously and there'll be a couple of jokes thrown in there that are clearly intended for the adults watching for the parents watching you know all of a sudden like we're we're watching like teen titans go and they're making like a shining reference and you're just like Okay, that's clearly for me. That's intended for me to watch and laugh at, you know? <laughs> and it's the same thing with these kinds of things. It's like, Charlotte comes out there, she's mean, and like, yeah, there's most likely you're talking to your kids and everything like that, so your kid's going to sit there and be like, no, no, I like that Simone Biles chick. She's just in that Oreo commercial. And why is it, I don't like that, Charlotte. She's making fun of her, you know? Like, yeah, that's, that's supposed... And then you're supposed to root for Nikki, because this is the poor girl that's been sat sat down and like told like you're not big enough, you're not pretty enough, you're you know you don't fit in. And now she's the champion. And like yeah, it's like yeah, sometimes you got to realize that like the show is not specifically made for your enjoyment. It's made for the broader audience, which is why they have 9 billion people that watch the show every day across the fucking globe because it's get built towards other people than just a subset of fans. That's why yeah. that's why they don't care. That's why they don't care that your little internet you know, message boards are blowing up about how the Fed's dying. That's why they don't care that AEW's sitting there being like, We're getting all these ratings in in the US. It's like that's fine. Come talk to us when you make two hundred million dollars in three months. Like, come talk to us then. And, you know? Like how much money did you make this past month? Oh you're in the red? Oh yeah, we don't know what that color is. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why they don't care. That's why that's why when you listen to those calls with Vince and he's like rolling his eyes over the AEW questions is because he's literally just like, this is so fucking small potatoes to me. Like I run a company that literally churns out shitty movies with my wrestlers in it and and still makes a profit because we don't pay the writers anything, <laughs> you know? And it's like I, I sit there and I put my program out there to fucking India and I eat that shit up and eight billion people over there watch that shit. And I just make money on it. So he doesn't give a shit you know and it's so funny and
1: that being said when he doesn't give a shit and we and there's people like us who have watched the product for 25 or 30 years and we think we know better there are many times where we're like oh they're not doing anything with this person and we see a person with talent Mm -hmm. or charisma that could potentially bring the money Mm -hmm. but none of their failures you know have have put the company out of business WCW can't say the same thing. So, like, yeah. obviously they're doing something right. Yeah. And and I agree with you, John. I like the way Nikki was booked this week much better than last week, which proves like for everybody's knee jerk reaction when they see something on Raw, dude, they're telling a
2: story. Let them mm-hmm. get through the story. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a minor complaint. ASH stands for almost a superhero, right? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> Why do they keep saying almost a superhero, Mickey ASH? Yeah. The abbreviation is there so that you don't have to say that phrase all the fucking time.
0: It's like it's like pin number or ATM machine.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you on it. I
0: knew exactly where you were going. I was like, yeah, he's got the same thing. Yep.
2: <laughs> it is. It is kind of annoying that they do that. Yeah, it's like ultimately a relatively minor quibble, but it irritates me.
0: It's it's the same kind of thing as if they're like uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. You're just like, why? You, right. <laughs> you don't have to do both. Just do one or the other. Right. We, we have
2: abbreviations for a reason. Mm-hmm. Fuck's sake. Yeah. With Triple you. H eventually just became Triple H. They didn't keep calling him Hunter herselfly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sudden, for whatever reason, sometimes they would call him Hunter, and, just, and it would just be like, why, though? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Alright. Anything else that we guys got to talk about?
2: Um, uh, just a couple of rapid-fire things that you guys don't have to bite on if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not even a little bit surprised about the Sasha turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was
1: waiting... And because I had seen a spoiler, I knew I saw a a spoiler the night before I watched Smackdown uh, because I didn't watch it till the weekend uh, where I saw Sasha turn on Bianca when she didn't do it. Like in the part where she came back at the nine o'clock hour, I was like, wait, I know she turns on her. So I'm like watching the rest of the episode. Like, "Okay, when's it going to (laughs) happen?
2: That's I I watched it live. And that's also how I was watching the episode. (laughs) Also, also, her hair looks fucking good, man. Oh yeah, it does for sure. Um, uh, I'm still in on the Baron Corbin thing. Uh, oh
1: my god, I, the Baron Corbin thing! I, I
2: the weirdest thing that has happened in the last few months of wrestling for me is me becoming an, an ironic fan of Baron Corbin. Um, I'm sure. The weird part about the
1: Corbin thing is apparently now it's going to lead to a feud with Finn Balor, and now I'm not not really all right with that. I was more fine with the comedy and him getting the shit kicked out of him.
2: I thought uh, last week I felt like it was going to lead to a team with Kevin Owens, which I think there's a lot lot that could happen there that's fun because Kevin Owens is a funny guy and like yeah. yeah.
1: But it did kind of Corbin's actions at the end of SmackDown did fit the character cuz he's a desperate man, yeah, um, yeah, feeling to do desperate mm-hmm. things. Although, you know, never mind the stupidity of whoever's name's on this contract
2: what? is going to get a title <laughs> shot that that is extremely dumb but uh setting that aside yeah i would yeah i uh
0: yeah i i would tell you to hesitate from again looking at the the last chapter of the book and throwing the rest of the book away true. so don't sit there and be like that's oh true. it's going to lead to feud with finn because first of all you don't know that most people don't know no, that, and and sometimes a lot of those things are just like, oh, this is clearly heading towards this, and it might not be. Um, but moreover, yeah. it's just like, it, you know, it, who knows? It could be really fucking good. But you know, don't don't get the preconceived notions in your head. Are just like, oh, because it's going to end up here, it means it's going to be trash. Like, no, that's just you're just setting yourself for failing. Why why bother watching it then? Enjoy it,
1: you know. I know, I know. I I tend to do that too often his, with wrestling.
2: His, his his journey right now is just. Taking L's all over the place anyway. So like, I think the more interesting thing is just going to be like, why does that turn around? And you know, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm there for that ride, which I was not expecting to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that 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 does me for rapid fire sm- Smackdown. Uh, but I wanted to say I was surprised at the fact that I kind of enjoyed a nine Jax match.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed her getting cut open.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I Holy mean, shit. Um, she I, was I, a fucking... She looked like an extra in a zombie movie. Like, what the fuck? I, uh...
2: Yeah, I... Maybe a lot of that is just because Rhea Ripley's really good. Yeah. But, yeah, that match was better than I expected it to be. And, uh... Yeah, that's my one concern with the Nikki stuff is like putting Rhea in that uh, in triple threat there. I feel like there's the risk of like having a more over baby face in the because uh, people still really like Rhea yeah. despite the fact that like she's been her character has been written in a way that it's at been at times incomprehensible what we're supposed to think about her. But right. Uh, but she's still super over. I mean, partially because she's good and partially because she she just has a fucking cool look. Mm-hmm. But
0: and she I don't know. So she the, she came back with the uh, um knower of wrestling tropes yeah, gimmick that she had before, too, because she got distracted on the outside and immediately. Shuffled to the side, and Naya went th- went through the ropes. So it was like, "Oh, look, she's back to that. Yeah. She's back to remembering that. Like, oh, these ropes exist. I'm going to subvert them." Um, but also, and, uh, um, oh,
2: go ahead. I was just going to say for, for the guys, uh, her tops are always just, yes, <laughs> sure, fucking well,
1: hell. Oh, her so bending I over the surprised. ropes at the end is like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. I was surprised where out of nowhere, I all of a sudden felt compelled to cheer Shayna Baszler. Yes. Because she was about to, I thought, beat the shit out of Nia Jax. And I was so there for We're that. We're getting there. And that means I am there yep. for that. So, We're getting there. All right.
0: Yeah. If it, if it means Shayna becomes badass Shayna again and gets away from Nia and, and goes on a singles run, yes. Do it. And if it if it takes a little bit, awesome. We'll we'll tease it for a little bit because obviously, yeah, it's it, it would it would be too sudden, honestly, to just turn around and be like, all right, she fucking whips her ass and she's done. Like, no, keep it up, keep keep going with it, build a story no, too. Keep
1: it, yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you guys think of Drew McIntyre pointing and fucking, you know, six foot sword at Shanky and Vieira? Why is that, why, why do they have to name
0: him? Why does every inanimate object have to have a fucking name now? March. <laughs> I don't know that they're selling. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, but you don't have no, you don't have to yeah, name definitely it.
2: Definitely, you're gonna start seeing replica claymores on the uh,
0: <laughs> t-shirts. Like, um, didn't Dean Ambrose have a fucking potted call plant? It Angela. Yeah, I think it was Angela. Yeah, and Dean Ambrose had a potted plant. Fucking uh, Jericho's got a bat that he shoves up his ass, and he calls it Suzanne or something like that. Um. <laughs> What is it? You that's that's your shit. Yeah. Floyd, that's what it is, yeah, because because he doesn't like black people, so he's like, I'm gonna beat George Floyd with this. That's right, that's where I came from. Um yeah, I don't get why you got a fucking name in all the time. It's just dumb and yeah, him him threatening to slice Shanky in half unless it actually happens, like if he just like what
1: Like that's what I mean, like, okay, here's three big guys with a chair, but I have a giant sword. What the fuck are you gonna yeah. do with that? Are you actually so, going to stab him through the midsection? I would love it. it. No. My,
2: my my largest complaint with the sword was just how he did not place it in a way like he, he clearly meant to place it somewhere where he could just reach down and grab mm-hmm. it. But yeah. like he he put it too far out and he had to, like sort of leave, and to, like, leave the and ring it away. It. it was not smooth. No. No. No, not at all. Um
1: do you guys think Damian Priest got the desired reaction?
0: I think it started to
1: I think it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, he
0: he looked like a boss. You know, he he handily took care of of Morrison both times. Um, his his acting in the back, then when you talk to Riddle, I thought was on point. Um, it felt really natural, which doesn't always happen. So.
1: Yep. No, I agree with you. Um, I th- I think I've seen enough of the Teddy Long special. Well, yeah where we have a singles match that turns into a tag match, or we have a tag match that turns into a six-man, I I could do without that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because now it's just like, all right, well, that's what's going to happen every week at 9.30. you got to kill an hour.
0: See, and, and to me, it always makes me laugh, because then I think in kayfabe that there's like... Uh like those two guys in the back are just like, Alright, we're gonna have a fucking good match, we get a chance to be on Raw and they'd be like, Oh no, they just made a take to match, you guys are gonna be bumped for next week and it'd be like, damn it. <laughs>
1: ah. Back to camp. Yeah. alright,
0: alright, I guess we'll go back. <laughs>
2: uh, this this week did serve to remind me how much I don't like even in, a bre- in an in abbreviated fashion, Miz TV. Oh god, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, I don't blame you. But that was, again, something probably not for me, especially with the the dipstick Trip. or the multiple dipsticks at Trip. the end. I'm sure the kids,
2: all the little kids got a kick out of it. Once they started correcting, I left the room. Like,
1: Yeah. You
0: know. Hello, Johnny's sidekick is good.
2: Johnny sidekick was good. Um, what would you guys think of Ali and Mansoor? Uh, I'm in on them. I understand uh, I, I I was really happy to see the pop that Ollie got. Yeah. Yes. Hometown pop, but still. Still. Yeah, but yeah. still.
1: He fucking I rules. Know. It's yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have got that pop while he was in Red fusion. Yeah. Well, I
0: I like that Mansour Mansoor is just like clawing him back to being a face at this point. And he just doesn't want to be right. I like that storytelling. Um I like the fact that um the, the first win was kind of a fluke win. The second it turns into uh, T Bar beating them, so it's like, okay, like if we're gonna do this like time to get serious. I like the way that the storyline is building, where it's like, okay, we got lucky the first time, we tried to get lucky the second time, now it's time to be serious, kind of thing. So I, I'm just and, and
2: Ollie saved saved Mancer from further ass kicking at the end yes. too, which was yeah. a nice job. Yeah. And and also the formula of having Mace just stand on the outside is the correct form <laughs> yeah. for having those two be an enjoyable tag team to watch. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, fucking... Because
2: fucking Dijak's I, really good. Dijak looked so I good in that match. In host thread.
0: Huh? He, Dijak looked so good in that match. And,
2: and Mace yeah, no, not did. tagging it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the cherry I love. Yep. Because he is not a good wrestler. No, he's not. No.
1: But I, I joked in the host thread, like, oh look, it's time for an ascension match. <laughs> I mean that's but they won, that that's the difference. Now, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well again, I love Jack He's so fucking talented and he made that crowd like be like, "Oh shit, look what he just did." Um so if he has to, you know, tag with Mace to to be on TV, I'm, it is what it is. But
0: him him tagging with Mace to be on TV and then anytime he's given those opportunities and he keeps shining like that, that's what's going to make them turn around and be like, "All right, Mace go away." come on over here you know and then all of a sudden he'll get that singles run
1: we want you guys to do this barbershop segment.
0: yes pay <laughs> <laughs> no attention to the to the guy that's putting up the glass that clearly says sugar glass don't don't worry about that don't worry that's for a different segment right. it's for a different thing don't worry about it
1: <laughs> hey i found this die t-shirt what's going on are you having a singles run <laughs> no. no that's weird no i don't know where that came from weird <laughs>
0: Why is there a crate that says, go back Uh, to NXT? What's going on? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. But you can go ahead and step inside. It's very roomy.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude. And and as if you didn't, I mean, again, they're not going to change the show based on what the fans say. But, like, you're not doing Alexa any favors with the goddamn horizontal vertical doll gimmick. Like, oh look, Lily came back to life after she got stomped out by Eva Marie. Oh, fuck. The only thing the do. only
0: thing I enjoy about that is Alexa doing the Valley Girl voice, because it's very funny. But this is Lily Lushan. I I think that is a
1: I think that is a
0: very funny voice, but the rest of that is just not good. But I do like that we're continuing the Dewdrop is eventually gonna turn on that bitch stuff. It's just like I don't know where this bitch is from, which is like I'm from Ska Shut the fuck up. I'm just gonna
2: <laughs> I'm broadly just continue to be bummed that they brought Lily back. Yeah,
0: give it time. Apparently Chelsea Green
1: pitched yeah, to be pitch. Lily, so I was gonna say Chelsea Green would do anything to be back under that WWE. She's trying, you know, dude.
0: You know, she's me? trying. She's. Like she already said like she if if they make Lily a, an actual wrestler, she wants to be that wrestler. She already asked. She she already said she wants to come back. She just has. She apparently keeps pitching really awful ideas and it's like this this is now that we have social media, like we're starting to see like, oh, this is why they weren't using you. Because you're a bitch. <laughs> like Mickey James. It's just like, oh I wonder why they weren't I using mean, you.
1: Also, also because her arm was always. <laughs> yeah, I was true. gonna say they need somebody with two working lists, yes. thank
0: you. Sorry, sorry. Um Yeah, it's like uh, it was the same thing, it was like oh, I wonder why they never put the title on all series. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay, okay, never mind, never mind. Okay, that's a, that's the a thing where it's just like, oh, okay, so maybe that's why some people don't get TV time is because backstage they're fucking assholes and we don't hear about it. And then once they leave, all of a sudden, like, fucking Mike Bennett's running around being like, I was supposed to be the third member of the Shield, even though I wasn't employed at the time. Like, fuck you, dude. Go Go fuck yourself, all right? You and your fucking beautiful cut wife go, just fucking fuck off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Alright.
0: <laughs> I think I think uh, that's all I've got, unless you guys get anything
1: else. Anything to say about Cross?
2: Um, I continue to be amused when he loses, and also, Keith Lee looks legitimately, like, emotional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good good on him sort of like getting back and just sort of doing something. Yeah. Cuz you know, we don't really know what he was going through, but it feels like it was a lot and, you know, this just being back and like in front of the crowd is probably probably big for him. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. Yeah, I I'm a I enjoyed the match. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Tross lost again." No. And that's not a shot on anybody in this network. I totally respect your opinions, But I'm I'm like, you know, again, regardless of where they decide to go with Cross, they're going somewhere. He's on TV every week and and let it play out. Let's see what happens.
0: See, I didn't have any issue with Cross losing because I was like, well, that's clearly starting a storyline. And if you're going to start a storyline with Jeff Hardy, like that can do wonders for putting him over. You know, everyone everyone freaked the Yeah, everyone freaked the fuck out over it because he lost one match. It's just like, dude, you people understand that like you hated him a week ago. Like you you I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's like, dude, you guys couldn't wait for this motherfucker to lose and now you're like, oh he lost. Uh, it's like, oh fuck you guys. But also it's just like once once I heard like this is where the story was supposed to go, I was like, Yeah, that would have been great. I don't know if that's still what's gonna right. happen. It might be because it seems like we're going back on us. It's like that's a great way to fucking do that. And it's like that's that's yep. the problem is like if if it turns around and eventually it, it it goes the way that we said it was like no one's gonna remember that first loss or if they do they're gonna be like oh you know what that it makes sense that he lost in that match it's like yeah because you're literally fucking as Jason said reading the dust jacket and being like fuck this book <laughs> like stop dude like just let it play out like when it's is it wasn't like and and like he argued with Ginger about like it wasn't like he went out there had a competitive match and lost. He he, mm-hmm. he he lost because a dude put his fucking feet on the ropes and he was yeah. kicking the ever loving shit out of him the whole time. It's like
1: I 100% agreed with that. Yeah, take. it was it Cross watch that match. Cross was done. Mm-hmm. Jeff cheated to escape because Cross was going to kill yeah. him. And that's what I said when I was on the rundown that week. I was like, dude, if Cross murders Jeff Hardy, this will be great storytelling. Yeah. And Ginger was very adamant. No, nobody should be taking a loss in their debut. Dude, we're not it's a fake wrestling is fake
0: yeah well i <laughs>
1: i love wrestling but like lo- wins and losses really don't matter as much as like people think they do.
0: well and i saw people like i i brought up right away i was like yeah charlotte lost her first match to natalia and she was nxt champion at the time and people were like well i he wasn't that big of a deal then and natalia was like a big player and it's like mm-hmm. you're just making excuses because it because uh, you realize that that argument actually destroys yours it's like no like yep. Like, do you think John Cena won his first match? John Cena lost like his first five matches before he finally won, and it was all about putting him over because he was having very competitive matches, you know. Fucking yeah, tons of people have lost their first matches. Fucking some world champions have been have been jobbers before. Look at fucking Drew McIntyre. After they stopped doing doing that thing, like that motherfucker lost like a hundred matches in a row, and then he you know now. Like, Even
1: more recently, before they decided to. To turn Drew into a thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, he was losing to Roman on pay-per-view right. like every month.
0: Yeah. It's like
1: and and he was nothing but a mid card
0: heel, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Right.
1: So yeah, it's just
0: stupid. Anyway, I think that's gonna vote. To... to
2: be fair, if you were a heel at that period of time, you were probably losing to Roman that's true. at some point yeah. on a pay
0: per view. But that is true. Very true. All right. So I think that's gonna do it for us, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm tapped
0: out. Alright. Right. Thank you all for listening. And, uh... Sal, send us home.
1: Well, I guess that means that we will smack your ass raw next week.
2: And... this part where I do my outro, <laughs> yeah.
1: You could have just said, and, if we would have ran with it. Bye-bye!
2: And, and then just, like, disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> See what harm you can do. Hey yo, no, no chance in hell. You wanna take what's mine, you're just too frail. You can't beat me, you ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell.
1: No, no, no. Take what's mine, you're just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me, you ain't got no chance in hell.